Well, ladies and gentlemen, this is a little experiment for us this evening. Uh, we're going to try to do this on a weekly basis. It's actually probably one of the more enjoyable part or fun parts of the program for us other than talking to you folks um, but that is when we do our little round table at the beginning of the show and talk about uh, news topics and sim since we've been pushed around by the guys in uh, green and white like the people from michigan as a matter of fact this last weekend yeah uh, they've been they pushed us around <laughs> quite a bit didn't they? they they certainly did we thought we'd try to set up right here a recording with uh, a few of the guys from the show to talk about some of the week's tech events and and by the way that was gary baker the internet advisor gary good to hear you it's good to be here and also with us is mr cal carson cal how you doing Obviously, those guys in Ann Arbor don't know what to do with a Paul Bunyan trophy anyway. Oh. We haven't seen it in so long. I don't oh, know if we know. Yeah. But well, it's here. three years now, so uh, it was a remarkable remarkable turnabout. I, I thought that, uh, uh, to be honest with you, that Denard uh, Robinson, your quarterback, Gary, was going to carry the day and uh, was kind of probably surprised along with 110,000 other people at the big house by that particular outcome. Yeah, I think the uh, best team won, uh, and it's uh, uh, unfortunately I would have <laughs> I would have liked us to win even if we weren't the best team yesterday. No, so. I got to tell you because you are you are a um, a um, a mixed marriage house, shall we say? We we teased about this over the years. Your wife <laughs> well, no, I, is, I, is a Spartan, and you, you are a Wolverine. You managed to live through it. And you know what? And and now I have, you know, reinforcements because my daughter is oh, a freshman right. at the University of Michigan. Oh, my goodness. Do you, do you guys have to watch? Do you and Carol have to watch the games on separate TVs? Uh, she doesn't watch. <laughs> uh, I, had to, I had to tell her that, uh, that, you know, her team was was leading. And she said, oh, yeah, which team is that? Oh, my. So oh I think we, my. you know, over the years, we've just, living here in Ann Arbor, I think we've, uh, uh, we really helped her, you know, see the light that maybe maize and blue is a is a little nicer color color. Hey, I have never met Carol before, but I'm sure she's a fine woman for even taking on the task of trying to elevate you out of the doldrums of Wolverineism oh. and bring you up to Spartanville. Oh man! And the and the best part is that while all of us are sitting at home this evening, Carol's not here to stop oh. this conversation. She's on her way with my son to Chile. Oh, my goodness. So they're going down South to America. Santiago. And oh, wow. Going out to the coast of Valparaiso, and uh, they're going to spend 10 days down there. Good trip. It's springtime down there, as a matter of it fact. It is. In fact, they're going along with Justin's, uh, one of Justin's best friends and his mother to see his older brother, who is studying abroad and has spring break this time of wow. year. Wow. Fantastic. Well, guys, let's dive into the tech news because that's what we're trying to uh, uh, to debut here. And this will be the inaugural edition, folks, of uh, what we hope to do on a weekly basis. We get together on Sunday nights and talk about some of the tech events that have happened and maybe some things that are coming up. And, Cal, why don't you kick things off and talk a little bit about a topic that seemed interesting to you, which was the whole business of Google TV and some Logitech appliances, Logitech being that big company that, uh, matter of fact, we've probably seen it on our mice and in our uh, our cameras for doing things like Skype. Uh, what interested you in that story? Well, Logitech has been around for quite some time, like you said, and of the companies that make peripherals, and those are, uh, in, in less geek-speak terms, accessories for computers, uh, they make some pretty spiffy ones on a regular basis. And... Uh, when I was out searching around on the, on the net and I came across this thing on Google TV and Logitech, I said, well, if Logitech's involved in it, it's probably going to be something kind of neat. 
uh, Logitech makes a, a remote control system that uh, can uh, work with a, a number of different appliances, and uh, it's relatively uh, priced uh, competitively. Matter of fact, it's kind of cheap when you compare them to some of the other manufacturers, and uh, called Harmony. And when I heard that that was in, uh, incorporated in with this particular uh, Google TV, I said, well, it ought to be kind of slick. Now, and, it's, it's, excuse me, Cal, just, just for our listeners' sake, is, is Google TV like a TV that's branded Google, or, or what is it? Google TV is a service that you can uh, get off the Internet uh-huh. uh, to be able to watch uh, television shows or even uh, produce your own um, television shows, uh, something in the, in the vein of YouTube with some of the advices that Logitech's made. No, it's just kind of like Apple TV. Say that again, sir? Is, it, <laughs> is this like Apple TV? Yes, it is. You know something? It's strangely, uh, when you look at the interface, it strangely looks like Apple TV. <laughs> uh, but it's not surprising that it does, because generally most, uh, and here's where Gary's going to kick me, yeah. uh, most companies that come out with a product to compete uh, with uh, the front runner will tend to model themselves oh, after well. that product. Yeah, but it's been a successful model. I, Gary, I probably would make sense to do that kind of thing. Sure, you. Oh, well, without a so. doubt. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, you're not going to try. And, I would rather design a, a device that looked like a, a iPod before I would design something that looked like a Zune. Uh, it, so it, it's that's generally the way that they go with that sort of thing. And they've done a very nice look for the little uh, preliminary peek that I did look at it. It's, it's a nice interface. It seems to work uh, fairly good. Okay. But what's really cool about it is that in addition to making it for um, uh, their uh, uh, Google TV to work on the Logitech devices, Logitech took it a step further and said, okay, we've got this controller for, these, for Google TV that's the size of a keyboard. Mm-hmm. Imagine a wireless keyboard with a little extension on the end for like a scroll wheel or a touchpad which is really cool, but then they said, you know, maybe you may not want it to be this large all the time. So they made one that's about the size of a, uh, I'd say, an iPhone if you opened it okay, up and had okay. two halves to it. So it's a mini uh, a mini version. Now, Apple TV is an actual physical device that you, you plug into your computer, am I right? Or, or it can then be plugged into your, your TV. And from uh, through the Internet, you download content. Is the Logitech device, is that the the device that you download this material or TV programming from Google? Yes, and, okay. and, and I think, uh, and I haven't looked at every aspect of this particular interface, but I believe they're doing the same model that Apple is now doing as well. See, before with Apple TV, you used to go out, select the content you want, and it was downloaded to your Apple right. TV device, right. which right. had a hard drive in it, which would hold that content for you for a specific amount of time, and then after that, it would be deleted. Okay. Now, with the new Apple TV, which went from a uh, $199 device to a $99 device and much, much smaller, it strictly just does streaming. Okay. okay. I believe Google, Google TV as well is we'll strictly do that kind of thing. streaming Gary, situation. I, I'm just curious, and, Gary, from, what's your perspective on this in terms of this whole move to get these devices that allow us to, and essentially, a step away from some of the standard providers of our TV content through, for instance, a cable system or something else like that. Well, certainly, we're seeing a lot of uh, of initiative now in, you know, when 
you know, with things like Hulu, where right. you're able to uh, start to stream online mm-hmm. uh, a lot of the content that you would see on TV. The interesting part, I think, about what Logitech has done, though, is they've created this keyboard that's way, way more than just a wireless remote control. It works with and really enhances the experience with HDTV, uh, your DVR, your um, mm. DVR from your satellite box or your cable box. It, it's really much more than um, just TV with a different right. you know, kind of control. They've done Don't a great think, job no? on, that, on that device. It, it, it is really robust and feature-rich. That is it is very interesting to hear, and it will be interesting, I think, as we go further down the line to see what other competitors come into this particular space. But we'll keep our eye on, on Google TV and the Logitech appliances, uh, along with Apple TV. And um, uh, let's move on to another topic. Uh, and, Gary, maybe we can pick up this one. that You can take this ball for a bit. And that is the whole notion of uh, MS Office 2010, which has come out. Have you had a chance to get your hands on it and work with it a little bit? Sure, I have it. Uh, use it. I love it. Um, when you look at it, it's, it has the same ribbon interface uh, that uh, Office 2007 has, uh, but it's a lot more. Now, I have to say that for the average user, um, I'm not sure that it's attractive enough, uh, all the upgrades, to, to make you run out and buy it. Mm. Certainly for enterprise customers who need the collaboration features that yeah. are added into the 2010 uh, Office version. Uh, it's wonderful. Now, you know, the 64-bit version of Excel and a couple of the other Office apps, you know, great. It allows yep. so much more, but you really have to be a, a kind of a heavyweight user well, you of know, Excel in yeah. order to really take advantage of it. That was uh, my so I don't know if a lot of people are, are going to see enough yeah, to make it, uh, you know, to make them run right out and I, buy. I heard an interesting commentary on the whole Microsoft Office, uh, that that whole wave, and they were saying that they have got to sell a lot of seats to make theirs work. In other words, they are more focused towards enterprise. And it was interesting to me uh, that as a business atmosphere, when I was talking with Dave Sawyer from Microsoft, uh, matter of fact, that was the uh, conversation that we have had up on our homepage recently with Dave Sawyer, and you can, give, by the way, get to folks by going to our past podcast. You can uh, listen to that entire commentary. But as Dave was talking, the sense I got was that this has really been built much more for the enterprise customers, and that's really where Microsoft is looking, rather than mom and dad and, you know, the casual user. Although, you know, a lot of us, there's, there's so many blades in this Swift, switch, pardon me, Swiss knife that, uh, you know, many of us have used things like the Excel spreadsheets for one thing or another or Word or Publisher or maybe even uh, PowerPoint, you know. Uh, but we don't use it with all the muscle that it has. And, and that's why I would agree with you that it looks to me much more like this is reaching deeper into the enterprise area. But it's also, and this was fascinating to me, linking in the, the web uh, with uh, some of the things that are hooked up to um, hot, what the old Hotmail, which is now Windows Live Mail. Mm-hmm. I think that's very true. You know, when you think about what needs to happen at an enterprise level. In fact, the University of Michigan has uh, announced that they are going through this process to decide as they pull all of the disparate uh, IT groups out of the different schools and colleges uh, around campus, around the medical campus, 
uh, they're trying to pick one direction. And wow. you know, a lot of companies or a lot of, uh, of the different groups uh, within the university have said, oh, Google Apps, it's great collaboration. Well, I think that when you start to look at um, with you know, some of the collaboration mm-hmm. tools like yep. uh, Groove, uh, you're going to really start to enhance that. Yeah, OneNote one one is another function that they've talked about as well. Right. Uh, Absolutely. With, yeah. I think Microsoft is just is really protecting and protecting well their grip on the enterprise with not only you know 2010, Office 2010, but some of the other great uh, products that they're now starting to come yeah. out with. It's just going to push Google that much harder, which will just push Microsoft that much harder. Exactly. The, the winner is the consumer. That, exactly. Hey, and Cal, I know we're going to do, but we're going to do this in the near future because um, there is a, a Microsoft Office for the Mac that's coming out. Uh, was it uh, Microsoft Office for the Mac 2011? Am I right? Is that the title of it? That is correct, uh, Foster. It is going to be Microsoft Office 2011 for the Mac. And that should be coming out uh, when? It's supposed to be due the last quarter of this year. And uh, I'm looking forward to it, as usual, because uh, I like Macs and that sort of thing. But uh, it's, it's always nice to see the new and innovative stuff that they may come up with mm-hmm. uh, that will just make your job easier to work. Uh, and uh, Microsoft occasionally comes out with some really cool stuff. And uh, I'm looking forward to that sort of well, thing. Well, it'll be interesting, too, because I am, too, because um, of being a Mac user now as well. Um, and, and, and I've heard that one of the things is that they're going back to Outlook. In other words, Entourage will go away, for those of you who have used, and apparently not very many people did use that function of Mac for the, or Office for the Mac that's uh, in the 2007 version that's out right now. But apparently they're going back to Outlook, and now it will all look the same across the platforms. And you Which is really funny because I, I really enjoy Entourage. I did not find it as being a, a difficult, cumbersome uh, type activity. And basically, once you use one organized email uh, calendaring function, you pretty much have used them all. But um, they want to have that Outlook moniker with the Mac, so I'm okay with that. The, the thing that will really scare me is that they uh, go one step further and actually bring a browser back uh, from Microsoft. Uh, <laughs> Uh, i.e. on the Mac, but no rush because uh, Safari's doing it for me right now. Well, you know what's do- Guys, let's just divert off for a little bit, and Gary, I'll be interested in hearing your thoughts on this. By the way, you're listening to uh, a special broadcast here, what we hope to be a weekly roundtable on technology with Gary Baker, our Internet Advisor, and uh, Cal Carson, and Foster Brown, and we're hoping to Red Ed Rudell can join us on, on a regular basis for this as well. While we're preempted because of football schedule, we thought you might be interested in hearing a little conversation along these lines with the folks who are part of the regular Internet Advisor crew. Uh, I'm, I'm curious from, from both of your points of view, hear about your comments about Ed sent us a little information about open office going down, or, or that the people who started open office um, are now bailing out of it or getting out. They're going out on their own, I guess. Was that right? No, 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 no. What what actually happened? If I if I can uh, jump in here, or at yeah, least what, what I've heard is that Open Office was originally supported by Oracle Corporation. The, this and for folks out there who don't know who Oracle is, they are the folks who provide database software for the enterprise. These guys have uh, they are the uh, preempt. They are they're, they're the best yeah. database out there for. Mm-hmm enterprise as far as i'm concerned at this particular point well, and they're, they're, uh, they and supported the most expensive and <laughs> and really uh open office uh was supported by sun 
who is then purchased That's right. by, uh, by Oracle, right? Yeah. I yield to the great state of Ann Arbor. <laughs> <laughs> the seat of so, all wisdom and knowledge. <laughs> so all these guys that have been dealing with Sun for a long time now have find themselves dealing with Oracle. Oh, I see. I see. Okay. Well, I wondered if it meant the end of open office. Uh, just in view, in light of what we're talking about, these um, uh, collaborative things online becoming big and Google Docs and things like that. So that's why I asked the question. Gary, let me throw the ball to you on something that's it's perhaps is be strange if I throw this your way, but uh, the news that uh, iPads are coming to Target now and that there's a possibility they'll be on sale in Walmart by Christmas time. Um, They're in, on sale right now. Are they? Are they? Do you see They're, any real competitors coming out to the iPad in time for Christmas? Um, actually, um, you know, Rim is coming out with their version. That's a smaller one, right? That's the um, oh, the black, black, what was it called? You know, I just blanked on it, but it uh, they're coming out. You know, with the iPad, uh, they are. It just makes sense. They're going to be sold not only in the Apple stores, but in Best Buy because that's where Apple, uh, where the iPad is being sold right now. Target, Amazon, Walmart, uh, and maybe others. Amazon reportedly has already sold out of their initial inventory, and they're oh. waiting. Oh, by the so, way, the, the name was the Playbook, the BlackBerry Playbook, which is the playbook, smaller one. That's what it is. And that'll be out. So, yes, so uh, the Playbook is is going to be out by Christmas. At least that's what we've been told. And uh, I just see this this is just a great thing for the consumer because not only you know, will you be able to buy this in, in the favorite places that you shop for a lot of your electronic gear, uh, but... You know, eventually, you'll hopefully we'll see people start to move away from the suggested retail price. Oh, please, I hope so. so I don't know if we'll be able to or not. Yeah. Apple controls that pretty carefully. Yeah. But uh, but at least there's the potential now with it being sold in a number of different places, number of different retail outlets. Cal, what what do you think of the note? I've heard stories or commentary that what's happened is that the iPad is actually cannibalizing uh, netbook and and uh, notebook sales. And uh, the people are shifting to this new category instead of putting money into, since it's 600 and some odd dollars, instead of putting that money into, um, uh, let's say, a computer that's of comparable size. Yeah, you know, anytime you bring out a device that crosses over uh, lines between other devices, you're going to start chewing away at, at that particular uh, uh, segment of base. I mean, how long did we have computers that sat on our desktops before the laptop showed up? So uh, it's going to happen naturally. Whether or not it will completely uh, uh, do that function is, is based upon your usage. Uh, yes. I mean, there are some people that, I mean, no matter what you do, they're going to work better on a keyboard than they're ever going to do on a touchpad. Right, right. So in that particular case, it, may, it won't cross over. But because it's a, um, a device that uh, touches multiple uh, venues, uh, anything from email to internet to uh, video to streaming video and that mm -hmm. sort of thing, uh, naturally it's going to eat into what was already out there before. And I think it's just a natural course of, of appliances. But, you know, maybe hey, Cal, I actually have a question for Cal, if yeah, I may. Yeah, sure. Um, I see the people with iPads already have a notebook computer. And I think of the netbooks, which are really the kind of the dumbed-down, smaller, right. much cheaper version of a notebook, being a replacement for the notebook. I don't, Cal, I, the people I know with iPads already have a computer. They want the iPad, too, for different purposes. Is, yeah, is I, I've noticed a lot of people that I know who have iPads 
use them as field devices. Yes. Mm-hmm. And yep. I know a photographer who uses it because oh. they put their pictures into it and be able to review them quickly in the field. Uh, I know uh, a person who does consulting, and she has downloaded all of her PDFs. Uh, well, she converted to PDF all her notes and her teaching lessons so that when she goes out in the field to teach, she just has to take this small, slender device with her, and she doesn't have to take her notebook with her. And because she can get her Internet and she can get her email on it, it works when she's out in the field. But she still uses a regular laptop and a regular desktop when she's back in the office or if it demands that type of robustness. You know, it's interesting, both of you guys. Uh, I remember back with Dave Sawyer in the conversation. And by the way, he said he was going to bring one of these things into the studio so we could see him play with it a little bit. Is this HP Slate which is going to be coming out in, uh, now he said by Christmas, uh, which will be actually, it'll be a computer, be running Windows 7. It will be a little gutsier than the iPad, and it will have more of an enterprise focus. In other words, a business focus, because it, it's going to be a real live, full-functioning computer with lots of capabilities in it. Um, that That's a different area, though, isn't it, from the iPad, guys? Certainly. Uh, it, it, iPad, uh, while it can have business uh, uses, and I think there will be more as, as more apps are written for it, uh, the iPad is, see, I don't look at it as being a computer. Mm-hmm. The iPad is a peripheral that you use around a computer. I don't see it as a complete ah, okay. Sorry, you make your, your, your comment on that, but that's, that's the way I see it. Yeah, that's interesting. And I'd, I'd agree with you completely, Cal. Uh, I see the iPad being more of a replacement for uh, the Kindle and some of the e-book ah. readers um, with a lot more functionality yeah. than I see it as a replacement for your computer, which is, so while I do think it sits right in the middle, I think Slade, Slade is going to sit not directly in competition with the iPad, but in a, in another place in the middle. More competition, I believe, for, uh, for a true netbook, yeah. uh, which, let... is, you know, which is really kind of a dumbed-down yep. uh, notebook. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Gary Baker and Cal Carson Foster Brown here with our little roundtable. We're going to wrap things up shortly, but before we do, guys, I want your comments because both of you, both of you have been in row, abound, around pardon me, and involved in computers for a long time. The venerable name of AOL is coming up, and allegedly it's reinventing itself. Can it <laughs> successfully do that? What do you guys think, Gary? Well, you know, the old-style AOL with the dial-up Internet access is gone. You know, yeah, that's, sure. that's of the past. So, you know, when you remember AOL brought us, you've got mail. and. <laughs> yeah. You know, there nobody says that to me anymore. I wish sometimes it didn't happen, actually, that I didn't have any mail. But, um, you know, so, you know, it, it was truly um, something that helped all of us really understand the bulletin boards initially. And then as it moved to the net a little late, but it caught back up uh, and certainly provided the dial-up access for, for countless millions. Yeah, right. That's gone away. What I think is... A place where AOL still can play and may play is in portals. We we truly, I don't believe, have seen the end of smart portals. I think we've seen the end of the first round. Tell, tell me where, what you mean by smart portal, Gary. Well, you know, when you think about it, and 
uh, AOL, MySBN, something that you can customize, oh. but provides to you kind of um, different types of information. Yeah, like an iGoogle. That, iGoogle, for instance. Exactly. I use that as a, that would, that as a jumping point for me. Yeah. Right. That would be personalized to you. Yeah, I think, right. I think the next round, um, and if AOL can get there before others, I think it stands a really good chance of, of being a, a good portal again. Yeah. They Their business model has to change completely. Yeah. But... Uh, I think there's a chance. Certainly, we have not. We're in, you know, the early innings of how the internet is going to be used by us over the next, you know, let's say next decade. I think we'll look very different in the the end of the decade than it does today. All right, Cal. How about you? Some some thoughts as we wrap things up here on uh, the whole notion of AOL being able to keep, you know, reinvent itself and keep up with the game. Well, the old joke, almost online. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What used to be uh, old days. <laughs> I I think that AOL to reinvent themselves. Uh, if it was me, uh, they need to link themselves with a device. Um, oh. They need to be able to uh, tie themselves. You know, like maybe even this BlackBerry. Uh, uh, oh, the playbook. Yeah. Playbook or something like that, because they're gonna have to. You know, there is so much out there now yeah. that if it, they're late coming to the market. Yeah. And when they come to the market, they got to walk in the door with a blockbuster must-have. Uh, if you if they can't come with something like that or, or come up with something innovative like like when Skype came out, everybody wanted to get on that because guess what? I can make a phone call anywhere in the world for, for free. Nothing. Yeah, exactly. So uh, if they come out with something compelling, something that everyone says, man, I just got to have that, even if it doesn't take over the entire desktop, but it's just something that creates an icon that everyone must have, like a Facebook-type thing. Sure. Uh, or better yet, I say, with a device attached to it mm. that is a must-have. Then they can come back into the market and actually make an impression upon people that will reinvent themselves. But other than that, they're just another uh, uh, website out yeah, there and- that... People kind of use. Yeah, they're, they're clamoring for attention at a time when there's a lot of people who have already got those eyes uh, attracted. Hey, listen, guys, we're going to wrap things up right here, and I want to thank you very much for being with us on this inaugural Tech Roundtable for the Internet Advisor. Gary Baker uh, is with us here from Ann Arbor and uh, Cal Carson from his home in Detroit. And, guys, it's been wonderful getting together with you. It's been uh, one of the things I miss during the preemptions. And I hope now, uh, and I, I hope you folks as listeners will chime in and let us know what you think about this. Send us an email. Tell us what you think about this format. If Maybe uh, more people, uh, less you know, individual conference, whatever you think, uh, more topics and things like that, let us know. We'll be back next week with another version of this, God willing and the Crick Don't Rise. And by the way, next guy, as kind of a preview uh, for next week, guys, on Monday, Windows 7, Microsoft is releasing their Windows 7 phones. So we'll have something to say, I'm sure, about that coming up uh, this next week, as well as uh, Facebook's new groups. So those are some things we'll talk about this coming week. But, Gary, thank you so much for being with me this evening. Certainly my pleasure. And, Cal, thanks to you as well. Where else would I have so much fun for so little money? (laughs) And ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us on this Internet Advisor Tech Roundtable.